Okay, it's Adam here. All right, Gutter Freaks, before we get started, I want you to go watch a movie I made. It's playing right now in the Quantum Shorts Film Fest. It's called The Real Thing. Um, I'm in it. You can see me. I mean, not, not that maybe you don't want to do that. It's like radio voice, and then you put a face to it. It kind of ruins the radio. It's like you're able, you can put whatever face you want on me. You can put Brad Pitt's face on me. Uh, whatever. Um... There's a People's Choice Award, so if you can go vote for the real thing, I would love that if I could win that. Please help me. Go to... Shh. Okay. Here's the thing. If you want to go to the voting page, you got to go to <laughs> shorts2016.quantumlah.org slash shortlist hyphen vote. <laughs> <laughs> um, or if you just want to go to shorts2016.quantumlah.org and then just look around there and there's like an orange box that says announcing the shortlist and then kind of read through that for a while until you see a hyperlink that says vote for your favorite and if you click on that there's a you know a, bun a list of 10 so there were like 200 something submissions and my movie made the top ten. So anyway, click on it, hit vote, and uh, tell your friends. Um, yeah, the voting is open till the 26th of March. So you only have a couple days. All right, enough of that. The following is a Gutterballs special presentation. Solid, solid. Solid as a rock. That's nice. Solid as a rock that do you do. Those are the words I know. And that's all the words I know. Solid as a rock. So much singing. I gotta stop that. I don't really like singing. Like musicals. Yeah. I don't like a musical. I know you're a big fan of La La Land, but Jesus Christ. I don't like some singing, you know. It's just I like, like some singing. It's fucking okay. I like singing in the proper context, but it's lazy storytelling in a fucking film, Brad. We've gone over this before. I I really don't agree with that at all. <laughs> Let me hear uh, your stance. I mean, I don't see why singing is lazy. I mean, you want to? I mean. Uh, if anything, it makes the whole thing harder. It's it's set to music. <laughs> Here's some exposition. In case you didn't know what was going on, we are going to tell you to your face with words that go up and down. <laughs> well, not all musicals work that way, right? And I'll say there is the... And I know somewhere in the past four five years of doing this we had the same debate i don't care i'm so ready for I'll it again keep it i'll keep it try to keep it to a minimum no you know what we we are both different people now why don't that's you really true. lay into me with it that's and true. really it was, like this was our conversation was pre la la land that's right take a fucking stand and really dig in on your I position mean, here there is what i might call like what is in my mind like a traditional musical that i don't necessarily enjoy I'm not going to, um, you know, I, um, I'm not I'm not going to necessarily, you know, people like it and that's fine, right? I'm not going to say that it's it's lesser or that people that like it are are jerks, but you know, 
I just don't like like musicals like Rent. Like I don't like. Never seen it. Can't judge this, it. This like typical kind of like. Oh, typical. What's that supposed to mean? Broadway style. Like Rent is supposed to be more modern, but it's still stuck in this kind of like Broadway. Um. I don't know Broadway sound that I have a hard time time getting getting through right, and then there's like Moulin things Rouge. like uh, mm-hmm. Stephen Sondheim. Well, no, I'm still gonna delineate the kind of like singing that I don't like. All right, let's the keep kind talking of, like, about musicals that. Musicals that I don't like, yeah. which is like St- like Sunday in the Park with George, for example. Um, mm-hmm. Why don't you like it though? You can just name drop shit, but like. Describe right. what it is about so, that, that that I don't, don't like. Yeah, that you don't like. So Why something don't you like, like Stephen Sondheim, he has like a, and who I'm trying to think of some of the like. I am not going to help you. <laughs> there's a. It doesn't sound like music to me, right? Um, like Into the Woods. That was Sondheim, wasn't it? I'm googling it really quick. Yeah, that was Sondheim too. Like, um, <laughs> again, you asked me for help, and I'm not going to do it. Right, You're on your right. own on this one, dude. Like, like Stephen Sondheim into the woods. Like, it's just kind of like saying lines while hitting random notes. It's like if you created a computer to generate random patterns, and occasionally you might repeat the same random pattern. So that I guess makes it there's at least something to hang on to. I know you're prone to hyperbole, and this seems like one of those times, perhaps. Watch uh, Into the Woods. They just turned that into a major motion picture. Is it a musical, Brad? Yes. I don't think I'm going to watch that. But, you know, it's, uh, yeah, I don't know. Random stuff. It is them talking and singing like this. So here we go, doing a podcast about the big Lebowski. I do not like what you're doing, and I don't want to make that podcast. Right. That's that is that's that's what Stephen Sondheim sounds to me. Okay, that doesn't sound like any musical I've ever heard. Um, Check out all of the Stephen Sondheim stuff again. I'm not going to do that. He's a big name, you know, and and Lay Lay Miz is kind of like that too. The kind of grand mama of them all. In a way. Let me sing about how sad I am up here in the attic with the bats and the dust and the cobwebs and the openness to the outside. And yet I'm also claustrophobic and agoraphobic at the same time. How did I do? Pretty good. All right. I just don't care. Like, don't sing the story to me. It's just fucking lazy. Here's the thing. Maybe, like, in a theater setting, you're there live like that's not there's no nuance there so it calls for more like over the top like you have to fucking project the story you know right like you can't like take people's fucking eyeballs and like put them a centimeter away from a thing and then put them over here and then put them like directly above the stage so it's like it's all about projecting you gotta project you know with your voice and this fucking story but a a film brad like i respect like visual storytelling in uh 
I don't want to say filmmaking because it's not always on film, but cinema. I respect fucking cinema and it's different aesthetics. And to like just like shoehorn the one into the other, I, I just don't well, like it. I don't like I it. Think, so I, I think I agree with you because when they take a a, a, mu- a musical and turn it into a movie and more or less translate it like directly, right? They, they, they do the same thing. When they, um, I think, when they take a book and are too literal in the adaptation of it, it's a similar thing, um, you know. Or even a play where they don't sing, same problem. And I think we do see that a lot. So when I think of some of the musicals, like for example, Chicago, which in my mind is like recent, but in reality, what was that like fifteen years ago? Or something? I have no idea. It does seem recent, but yeah, it was a long time ago. You know that that was like. Not, I did not enjoy that, right? Yeah. It, it didn't. Everybody loved it. It's like, holy shit, look at this musical that everybody loves. And I watched it and it was like, okay, yeah. fine. But Moulin Rouge, for example, I, I thought you liked that one. I, is that your exception to prove the rule? That is my exception, probably. Yeah, but again, because it was a musical, but it was a musical film. It wasn't a. Right. It, you know, and I think La La Land would fall into that. Um, category two, if you gave it a shot. I mean, I'll I'll give it a shot. Not saying you have to. I'm just saying. No, you can't force me. I think we're You're on not the, the boss same, of me. I think we're on the same page <laughs> more than we're on different pages, right? I think we're at least um, on like top half, bottom half of same page. Yeah, like yes, Rent. Another okay. The the movie version of Rent. Don't like it. Movie version of Chicago. Don't like it. Moulin Rouge, great. La La Land, great. Um, movie version of Les Mis, not no, great. No good, not great. Now the, re- the most of the reason that I'm going to give La La Land a chance is uh, my boy, though. The Goss, the Goss, motherfucker. Yeah, he can charm the pants off of me any day. Today, for instance, right? If he just happens to be there. Hmm. Did he get you help? Did he help? Did he get you helped uh, in for the podcast? Did he jack you in to all the right places? He jacked me under. He jacked me over. He jacked me across. Yes. All right. Perfect. Basically, from Lars and the Real Girl. That's when he did the major jacking to me. Right. I was like, all right, you got me. I need to see that movie. You haven't seen Lars and the Real Girl? No, I haven't. But that movie, I think, takes on an extra special significance to my life. Oh, I'm sure it does at now. At this point. So I oh, really need to uh, go back and see that. Oh, right. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, you do. Yes, you fucking do need to see that then. Right. Um <laughs> <laughs> right. Maybe I'll make my whole family watch it. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> So you might, I'm a, I'm a, I might be a little more saucy than regular. 
Yeah, I would say so. <laughs> okay. Why is that, Brad? <laughs> well, I had a couple beers before I came down here. I think you should make that standard practice. Yes. Jesus. I, uh, I was actually, you know, pouring one out for uh, my lost Mexican restaurant. Wait, what do you mean lost? Well, you you remember um, you came down to State College? It yeah, might yeah, have yeah. Been the yeah, last we, time you were here, right? We ate at the restaurant. I saw we you had a the, little you had a little boot, a little beer boot. Yeah, is it closed? Today I drove past there and there's a sign. Stop it! Don't say it. We're done. We're closed. Fuck! Thanks for all the thanks for all the good times, guys. What the fuck? If you're interested. Uh, you know, if we're ever in Pittsburgh, visit our new our, our new location down there. So they, they moved on up? I guess. Bigger city? I mean, you'd think they would keep both, you, you know what I mean? Tank, like, yeah, that, that was a good place, you know? Yeah, that was, well, we were, I mean, that was kind of, you know, it wasn't just a slogan. When we were there, we were family, right? Right, like, right. Like, we knew, like, all the servers knew the names of everyone in my family, we would go there, we would talk, it would be friendly, we'd run into them outside of the, you know, outside of the restaurant, like, hey, you know, like, it was a, you know, it was one of those places. I know, that, this is making me really sad. It was like a cornerstone of my little community experience here, I love that place. Fuck. And, uh, they're just done, all of a sudden, with no warning. Bam. Now, granted, that beer boot, I did just post that, like, yesterday, I think. But it was really, like, last week I was there. That was a delayed posting. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to... We splitting hairs here? That's fine. Right. But, uh... That's a bummer. Yeah. We're just gone. So, that was... So, I ate uh, microwaved Mexican food and had a couple beers in honor of them. Or maybe, like, in dishonor of them? I'm not sure. Here's some frozen microwave right, but burritos. You know they have their reasons, you know? They got reasons. Oh, yeah. I'm sure they have reasons. I mean, I'm not... Like State, I don't, State I don't, College uh, is kind of a son of a bitch when it comes to businesses. Like, it's really no. hard to get a toehold because there's like three or four families that own the whole town. And if you're some right. random person, like, they're going to try to... You know, fucking muscle you out, and rent is absurdly expensive, like astronomical. When you consider that you're in the middle of fucking Pennsylvania, right? It's like what the f- yeah, like oh, rent and like not just like office rent, like per square foot, but like housing is ridiculous and it's yeah. just crazy. No, for sure. Well, and a new Mexican place did open up on the other side of town. They don't know your it name. It used to be the old Ruby Tuesdays. Oh, that place. And I'm, like, not a fan. I don't enjoy eating mediocre in the neighborhood. Yeah, I don't want to besmirch the new Mexican place, but, you don't again, just the, the other place was my place. They got to right? prove themselves. And also, Brad, yeah. sometimes you want to go... Where, like, everybody knows your name, you know? You know, exactly right. And they're always glad you came. You want to go where you will know your... Basically, your troubles are all the same. You all live in the same town. It's like, right. oh, State College and Penn State. Oh, they're always giving me parking tickets. And 
you know, rent is astronomically high compared to like where we live as far as, you know, being near economic centers. <laughs> yeah. So Just, it's an end of an era for me. Wow. But, you know, I'll put the pieces back together. Maybe the new Mexican restaurant will come to know you and your family's names. Yeah, it just doesn't seem like that. Doesn't seem like that kind of a place. We got the, um, you know, the the queso con chorizo. Right, there. yeah, I remember that. And Which apparently you had never <laughs> taken upon yourself to order. And all well, the times because you'd been I'm a pseudo, I'm, I'm a half vegetarian. What? I more or less, except with some ex- with some exceptions here or there, I don't eat pork or beef. What? Yeah. When did this happen? It's been my like an entire life, pretty much. <clears throat> with the exception of you know when, like if I'm gonna go somewhere and it's like being served, I'll eat it. I'm not gonna be like, oh, I don't eat that. But I generally don't uh, order it or, cons- or you know, purchase it and consume it on my own. <laughs> I mean, I know that you dabbled in <laughs> right. vegetarianism. Not in Nam, of course. Of course not. Like back in the late 90s, early 2000s. But I thought that was just a dalliance. No, that was... What the fuck are you talking about? You don't eat pork or beef? Right. Eat chicken? Well. Eat sand? I I, I ate sand. You ate sand? Ate sand. You ate sand. I just, I don't know what to say right now. I'm actually um, toning down the, the whole chicken and shrimp consumption as well. Bread. Oh, Turkey. Bread. You know, the heart wants what it wants. And that's just where I'm going to leave it. The heart wants what it wants. Well, that's very true. Isn't it? This is just, I mean, this is profound. I mean, it shouldn't be that profound. It's pretty profound. You know, I went like 10 years as a full-on vegetarian. You you knew me all that time. Three years. No. I mean, it just seemed like that to you because you were like down in Florida and everything for most of it. 10 years. I don't think it probably no. It wasn't a full ten. Between between eating forty eight wings and like (laughs) the last time, like when I moved back there and we hung out and you were eating a fucking cheeseburger. It wasn't ten years. When was I eating a cheeseburger? I don't know if you were eating a cheeseburger, but you weren't like full on vegetarian and. I don't know if it was like, like 2011, 2012 when I started eating the the stuff again. Really? Now, granted, when I really? travel, yeah, it was like '03 to like 2011 or 2012. What brought that on? That was a. It was just a moment. It all happened in a single moment. Just a moment of. Can you describe the moment clarity. to me? Where were I, you? What was happening? What was going I through was, your mind? So this is so this is when I used to live in that apartment with me and my wife. You um, were there a handful of times. I don't know. By the Great American Ale House or whatever. Who's that? Over on the Toft Trees. I, I don't know. Who is it? Oh, my wife. You might know her. 
Um, her name is they, Christine. Yes, I do. That's her. Yes, her. Um, we went to anyway. That's when I lived there. I was across the street. There was game lands there, and I would go tromping through there a lot with the dog. And I was there right. once with the dog, and it came upon me all at once. You know, the dog has like a, a name. You can't use the dog's name. The dog, you may know him. His name was Sebastian. Thank you. It's a good name. Use the name. That's not a bad name. It's a great name. So you're walking Sebastian. Is it dark? Is it nighttime? Um, it's not nighttime. So afternoon, evening. It's I. Um, you know, I. I don't know if I can. I, I mean, it was after work. Right. So evening. Like evening. Yeah. But it's maybe, like you come home from work, and it's like, oh, you come home. What's the first thing you gotta do? You gotta walk this dog. He's uh, been in that apartment all day, not able to relieve himself. Right. Right. Come on, Sebastian. Let's go for a walk. All right, so, you know, depending on the season, I'm going to say it's springtime or summer, possibly early fall. That just yeah, seems right to me. Yeah, I want to say it's early fall. Early fall. So, you know, it's um it's still light, but the sun is, you know, arcing its last the, the like sun third, is definitely arcing. The, yeah, the last third of its arc probably. And we're out there and it just comes upon me all at once. Okay, but des- describe like your surroundings are you in the woods are you in a field are you in, in like suburbia the, I'm in the woods so this area had a lot of woods and fields like you'd walk through woods and then you'd walk through fields and then you'd walk through woods again and through fields it was like Minnesota's woods with giant fields like carved out of it but at the time when i had this bolt it, i was in the i was among trees are you walking on like a paved path or it's a gravel not a path. path or gravel it's just a dirt path but it's wide because like pickup trucks would drive on it okay so it's a it's a path that it's is, more like a dirt road it's an intentional path yes yes it, it's not like an animal track or something no. like a deer track no it's a it's a it's like a it's it's a dirt road is probably the best way to describe it you could almost you probably see like two tire tracks like pickup trucks drive on it sometimes like enough to have like here's two like well there's like the two grooves right two grooves yeah and there's like grass in the middle a little right. bit okay yeah it definitely right. has that yeah but no how like you can't see a house if you look around no if it was nighttime and it was dark and you looked around could you see like not a glow but like lights could you see lights like direct Light, oh, I see, like, the outside light or a street light anywhere if you looked around. From where I was when this happened, yeah, I was closer to the end of it, to the road. So probably I could see, like, some light from that. I would certainly, like, see light in the distance, like little points of light. Right. I would certainly be bathed in... Just in, ambient. In black, in blackness. Okay. You know, like, um, yeah, midnight. Did you ever walk Sebastian? That's your dog, your dog that you used to have. Sorry. Yes. Um, did you ever walk him in the inky blackness or only um, when it was like No, outside? not out in the, that, that place. Okay. I mean, it would just be too dark. Right. Far too frightening. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, there I was you. one time... 
because one time I went really far back in there, and I, and I still don't know like how much space there is back there, but like one day I went like I was just like I'm just gonna keep going. If I'm thinking about the right place where you lived, there was a lot of fucking quote unquote space. Right. <laughs> that is just, basically the edge of that's the top of the world. Yeah, it's like the edge of civilization yes. is where we lived, right? Yeah, like, you're, yeah, you're just like hundreds of miles of state game lands then. Yeah, but I was like, there's this dirt road, and I, I see like trucks go down it that are like, you know, it's not just like, it's not open to the public. It's like people that like work there to like maintain it, or there's like facilities down there or something. You know what I mean? Um, I mean, part of what's happening is so I, in these fields... There's like they're doing like weird experiments and shit with like water and irrigation systems. Um, but so, yeah, these trucks go down it. So I was just like, you know, I'm going to go down this. Like what? How far can you go down here? Right. And you start going. Then eventually it gets to a point where it kind of just like forks. Well, do I go to the right or left? Well, I'll go to the right. And I walked for a while, and it's, oh, look, there's another, there's like a, here's like a three-way fork. You can kind of go like hard left, slight left, or halfway between hard and slight right. Three times. It's like, well, I'll go hard left. Why not? That's actually a way better fork than a two-tined fork. Yeah, I would think so. So, you know, I would, again, just keep going, making all these turns, you know, going up a little hill, all this stuff. Eventually, it starts getting dark. And I'm trying to, like, make my way back, but I'm all freaking disoriented and confused. And I'm like, shit. Like, and I, I'm i trying to go back, but then I end up, like, going in some kind of circle. And I'm like, fuck, I just walked for, like, 20 minutes, and I'm back to where I started. Huh. I'm like, it's going to be fucking, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be awash in, in, in darkness soon. And I, mean, I ended up, uh, so I ended up saying, okay, so then I, I mean, I eventually was like, all right, Sebastian, we're going to have to double time it out of here. I mean, you're psychologically awash in darkness and politically awash in darkness and emotionally awash in darkness, but fuck, man, you got to be physically awash in darkness. That's like one element of darkness that you're too much awash in at that point. Yeah, I think so. Um, you know, they'd end up calling, I don't know, the helicopters would come looking for me or something that night. I don't know if they would. They'd probably but wait I, till daytime till a more amenable yeah, situation. Probably. So I kind of, that's when I started, okay, instead of just trying to remember the path I took, yeah, I'm like, okay, I'm going to look at where the sun is going down. And I know in general... So you weren't completely I, awash in darkness then. You were actually no, not slightly awash in light. Coming. Yeah, it's coming. I knew it was right. coming. It's coming. I'm like, and I, if I don't, like, because I'm way back. I have no idea how long it's going to take me to, like, even walk back. And the sun is setting or, like, set. Like, the sun is there on the horizon. You know what I mean? Oh, Brad. Do I ever. It's like, you know, a suspenseful movie. It's like, oh, the sun getting lower and lower. I fucking know and that And you're movie. more and more just lost. I know. But I was like, okay, if I keep the sun generally to this side of me, to my left, because I, I know because the sun, you know, I've walked so many times, Fuck I can dude. picture where the sun goes down in relation to the road and everything. I'm like, okay, if I just keep going this way, try to keep it. 
because this path is also not like it goes in curly cues and gnarl and all that. I'm just like, I'm just going to keep walking this. If nothing else, if I just walk in the same direction, at least that'll be something. Maybe I'll end up coming out the other side if I have it wrong, but no more of this going in circles. But you, you'd already tried that once and it didn't work. Well, that was me just trying to follow the path and remember the reverse path. Right. I was like, okay, so and even if there's not an option, like I get to a place where you go right or left, there's no way to keep the sun to your left. I was just like, okay, fuck it. I'm just going to kind of plow through anyway. And I just kind of plowed through and pretty much, you know, I could eventually got to a point where I'm like, okay, I recognize where I am now. Like, this is as far back as I've walked many times before. I know this place. Good, I can do. Even though, like, it's more or less, it's about 60% darkness. I still have 40% light. It's like, okay, at least, like, okay, I know. And, yeah, I pretty much, like, emerged from the forest, right, as it was becoming, like, pure black. You know, that last 40% of light is the light that goes away the fastest yeah i know it's fleeting very fleeting yeah so it sounds like you have a similar experience so but but here when you had your revelation right were you on that part of that same path as the Uh, becoming darkness path yeah but you weren't as far out no nowhere near as far i was very close to the the entrance all right, so two rutted dirt path, uh, mostly woods, c- mm-hmm. some carved out fields that grass has grown through, like h- high grass, probably foot or two tall, yeah. like almost like not wheat, but just high grass, you know, a field like we know them in Pennsylvania, a little little Pennsylvania field, a little right. oasis field in the middle of the woods. We all know yes. them. It's probably people that, like, cut down trees 100 years ago or something, and they never grew back, and now there's a field there or whatever. And you're walking along. You got Sebastian. He's on a leash. Yeah. Is he to your right? Yeah, he's on a leash. To your right or left? How do you walk? that dog goes all the freaking way over. So he's everywhere. He's everywhere. You know, and and this time he was on a leash. We did actually, in the game lands, let him off leash quite a bit. Sure. Let him run around. And then you're thinking about Tommy Wiseau's The Room or whatever, which was a new release at that point. And what happened? I just, it just came upon me. Do you remember what you were thinking about? Not really. It just came upon me. That that I, I should not um, kill animals or be involved in that. Why? Because it was wrong. They're trying to stay alive just as much as you and I are. Right. Right. What about lice, Brad? And if I don't have to do it, listen. I, I <laughs> I've heard all these things, right? I mean, ideally, yes. I'm we, just I asking the ki- question. I mean, ideally, yes, I wouldn't kill lice. Would I actually do it? Yes, because I'm not that enlightened. Have I actually done it? Yes. Um, You know, I know there are groups of people that let the lice live in their hair. Provide them a home. Can I ask you a question? I'm not one of those people. Yeah, neither am I. 
can I ask you a question here? Yeah. Before we get too far um, down the path that's awash in darkness, um, do you think that humanity is hurtling toward leveling up, to use a video game term? I have no idea. I want to believe that in the long run we are leveling up. I mean, I think and it you, seems to be that we certainly are. Do you think that being kind to all living things is a part of that level up? Yes. Okay. I understand that. I don't I don't know if I believe it or agree with it, but I understand it for sure. I'm still going to eat a goddamn cheeseburger though and a steak. I got one up there. It's been uh been dry aging it. I don't have the humidity control that a commercial operation has, but I've done about five days. That's about all I can get away with, probably. Dry aging that shit, and then I'm going to... Three minutes aside. Shit's going to be awesome. And I got it from our friend. You might know him. His name's Jay. Uh, oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. So good meat, and I feel good about like getting our beef from you know. Oh, yeah. A guy that like takes really good care about his operation. He knows all the farmers. He knows the animals. Right. Um, no, without a doubt, that's they're raised. That's an excellent way to do it. You know, they're raised in a way that you know has as little negative impact on the earth as possible. I don't know if we can say it's sustainable. I guess no. I guess sustainable, right? Maybe that's the definition of sustainable, right? It's not like four thousand cows on half an acre or whatever. So. Anyway, I'm looking forward to eating that piece of meat. But I can also understand, like, I mean, I wish you had more details about what happened. Like, was it looking at your animal that you had there? I feel and like loving there the was animal? a detail like that that's kind of been gone from my memory. Because I remember telling the story, and there is some detail. Like there was like a yeah, I feel a like something's missing. Something right? There's like something oh, missing. I saw a chipmunk run across the path, and all of a sudden I was like, shit, that chipmunk's just like you know dealing with shit the same way I am. Gonna fucking go kill it. Right. Well, if you're or hungry any enough, of the, any of these other species roaming around here. If you're hungry enough, you would. Well, that's true. That, that is, is true. That is what nature does. You know. Sure, but that doesn't mean that it's like, you know, again, talking about the leveling up, right? Right, right. Like, again, look at, you know, human history and savagery and oppression and everything else. And you could just say, well, that's nature, right? Well, we've decided to kind of level up on some of that. Yeah, maybe. Maybe, but, like, I want to get back to, like, the possible detail that you saw or encountered. I know you don't remember it right now. But I want to talk about something else, and let's get back to the, you know, walk with your dog. He has a name. It's Sebastian. Right. I might know him. I mean, if you want to go back there later on, sure. Yeah, I would like to. But talking about, like, leveling up and being in touch with something greater than yourself and your own needs, you know, and just, like, your pure, like, physicality, you know? Like, there's something else. I always contended that, and this is a little counterintuitive, that the way to demonstrate total mastery of the force was 
your ability to wield a lightsaber. Not like tossing things around in the air, using the force, you know, like force choking people. No. It's how you can like make your physical meat attached to a technological meat and then like embrace the force around you so that like you are making this dance with three different elements together. The lightsaber is the true indicator of like your oneness with the universe, the force, if you will. Okay. But everybody's like, no, what the fuck are you talking about? It's all about like, you know, ooh, like knock over this uh, air duct and hit Luke in the head or force choke people. You know, the ultimate like Jedi versus Jedi is, you know, we're just force throwing shit at each other. I'm like, no, fuck no, fuck no. It's when you're so calm and you're so at one with the physical world and the spiritual world, and the lightsaber is the extension of that unity. Mm-hmm. I'm with you on that. Are you? I think so. Well, where were you? You you were never coming to my defense back in the day. Was or, I? I mean, everybody I guess it was depends. just giving me shit all the time. No, they just they're just force throwing things. At, I'm like, no, that's like that's pretty like that's flashy. You know, I'm not force throwing shit everywhere. You know, Yoda could have, like, slammed the X-Wing out of the pond and, like, you know, easily if he – but that wasn't the point, you know? It's never the point. Right. No, I'm with you. Well, I mean, I think the place where this breaks – I don't know. Does this support your argument or take away? Because I look at the Yoda lightsaber battle at the end of episode two as, like – I'm not sure what that – what's that? There's an episode two. You're talking about Empire? Okay. No. But yeah, fine. I'll go with that. Erase it. Erase what? What I just said. Well, I don't remember what you episode... said. Episode. So. so Empire, yeah. Empire. Episode Empire. Yoda doesn't have a lightsaber. No, you're right. He doesn't even need one. No, he doesn't. Why would he? He's 900 fucking years old. That's what you're saying. Like, he wouldn't even need one, right? Because he's that so cool. But he also wouldn't fight by throwing things around. If he doesn't fight anymore, that's the point. Right. But if he did fight, like he's leveled up beyond the point of needing to fight. But if he right, did exactly. fight, he would use a lightsaber. He's not going to force throw shit things around. Well, just like the emperor didn't have a lightsaber, but he could throw do like lightning out of his hands. That's because he was the dark side. You know, he right. traveled but too Yoda far down the path. Wouldn't do lightning. I almost feel like he would do something else, like. Maybe just like a blinding flash of light. No, he would use the lightsaber. It would make everyone feel so good they would stop fighting. (laughs) You would have like an orgasm ray. Well, I mean, that sounds pretty awesome, but I think he would just deflect the lightning bolts with his lightsaber. Doesn't have a lightsaber, though. He would just deflect them with his. No, Brad, he wouldn't. Peaceful aura. No, he would just die. And he would sacrifice himself. Right. He would become something more powerful than than you can possibly, possibly imagine. imagine. That's right. I'm just saying, force throwing things around is very flashy. It's very show offy, and it's not how you demonstrate like oneness with the force. Force throw like using it as a showpiece. 
Well, I mean, I think you may need, like, so in Empire, right, Luke is fighting Vader, and Vader is making things fly around. That's because Vader is shit. He's the dark well, side. That's not what you do. Side. You know, that's You're why right. Luke fails, because he uses it to attack, which is a problem I have with a lot of the Star Wars movies. Sometimes the fucking Jedi attack first, and you don't do that. You use it for defense. Never attack. Right. I hate that. Sorry, that was a little... I didn't mean to derail you. Please continue. No, well, I don't know. I think I've said... I mean, is there something more you need to know? Well, (laughs) probably not. I'm just saying, like, I think full demonstration of oneness with the Force is how you wield your fucking lightsaber. And maybe that's a very male perspective. Here's my glowing penis rod. I use it real good. That means I'm awesome. I don't think so. But it's not just like, you know, mind-controlling things. I think that's stupid and lame. I I like the whole gist of, you know, for defense. Well, obviously, of course. But you could, like, you know, force-throw things around for defense. Mm Mm-hmm. I just think that's all a bit showy. But just slicing someone's arm off with a glowing sword. Only if you have to. If you have to. Only if you have to. Because I mean, you, if you think about it, he could have maybe incapacitated that person with the Force. You are one. Like, you are not this crude matter, Brad. Right? You are your essence. But then you are becoming one with something physical that you can touch. This is the lightsaber. So you're becoming one with that that's what it's all about like melding with different phases of matter and different things like one thing accepting another combining and becoming greater than the sum of its parts that's what the lightsaber is and just being like force throwing a air duct i don't know you're not you're not connected and i think if we're talking about the leveling up of humanity there has to be a connection there Ah, uh, I see now where this how this connects, <laughs> dude. Do you? Good. I don't. <laughs> I mean, I still don't fully understand exactly what it means, but at least I see <sighs> where the bridge is. Well, where's that confounded bridge? Roebling's Bridge. It all comes. He actually built it. <laughs> <laughs> it all comes back to childhood. It does. We were formed. You know, our nascent states didn't have any idea the shit that we would become. No. So speaking of childhood. Yeah. When you were a child. Yeah. Did you watch uh, Stephen King's It when it was like the miniseries on ABC back then? Um, Brad, Stephen King. <laughs> I wish I could give you a simple answer. But (laughs) Stephen King and I have a long and complicated relationship. I'm certain that we talked about this, but who gives a fuck? I know we talked about Stephen King and the gunslinger. Nah, nah, not that. But I'm sure this entered into there somehow. But anyway, I had Stephen King's collection of short stories, Night Shift, and it had one of my favorite short stories of all time, Stephen King or otherwise, called Battleground, which was basically about, like, 
guy gets a package in his like fancy pants, high rise apartment building in like New York or something. But the package is filled with like little GI Joes and shit that come to life and are there to kill him. <laughs> okay. So it's like you know a giant, well not a giant, a regular sized man fighting like an army of little GI Joe dudes. Right. You know, with like little machine guns and little bazookas and shit. <laughs> you know, it's ouch, that hurts. But it's like fuck, I gotta really take care of these. And then they got little helicopters and shit. So one of my favorites, not horrifying, not like deeply psychologically scarring or anything, mm-hmm. just fun little story. But it also had a short story called The Boogeyman, which is kind of the lamest title you could ever think of for a horror short, like a short story, and you're going to call it The Boogeyman? Well, that seems stupid. And yet, and yet, the little tinkling sounds of the claws at the foot of the bed as it draped them along there, and not quite knowing if the thing in the corner of the room where the shadows are is moving or if it's just shadows moving, like all of that kind of shit that he was doing really fucked me up when I read that when I was like 10 years old. So I, even though it was probably my favorite book, maybe I was 12, I don't know. I hid that book from myself. Okay. Now, once I was much more mature and totally grown up, like two years later, Mm -hmm. not like my stupid 10-year-old self. Now I was a very mature adult 12-year-old self. I was like, I'm not that dumb. I know where that book is. And I'm pretty sure that, I mean, at that point, I was sure that I had, in our bedroom, in the corner of the room, there was an access panel to underneath the bathtub because our room was, you know, adjacent to the bathroom. And, you know, you got to get in there sometimes and Mm -hmm. fix drains or whatever. So we had, like, you know, that little... Yeah, I know it's a piece exactly of wood, right? Mean, that little yeah. piece of wood right. so piece you can like turn the water supply off and stuff. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And I was like, okay, me from 2 years ago who thought he was so smart. I know you put the book in there underneath the tub, underneath all like the dust and little like sawed-off pieces of wood and cobwebs, you know, and like just weird half-inch worth of what looks like the shit underneath a fireplace when you go camping, you know, it's like just filled with that like sooty, like silky, almost just fine dust. You put your hand in, it goes, poof, you know, I was like, I know I put it in there because I hid it from myself because, oh, I can't read the scary story. Yeah, but it wasn't in there, Brad. Well, at some point your dad or someone went to like use that access panel I guarantee you they saw didn't. the book and was like, "Oh, what is this doing here?" Nope. And then was like, "This is the devil's business," and like threw it out. That is not true. Even my dad appreciated me reading, whether it was Stephen King or Lou Lamore, two approved authors. Nobody was in there. I'm just telling you, nobody was in there. Well, maybe well, you hid it somewhere else. Well. That's obviously what happened, right? <laughs> okay. I yeah. hid it from myself yeah. successfully. So, successfully, right. Like, it's That's almost like, like... a premise of a Stephen King story right there. Right. It's almost like 
just I'm just thinking real hard about hiding it <laughs> in the access panel underneath the tub in there. I'm just going to think about that all the time. All the, that's where I hit it. 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 But I didn't hide it there, and I never fucking found it. I don't know where I hid it. I convinced myself that I hid it in there, but I didn't. <laughs> that's, uh... I successfully hid something that's from a, myself. That's a, that's a pretty great feat, I think. It's fucked up. My point is, I read it, the book. Right. And it freaked me out, although not as much as the short story, The Boogeyman, but maybe I was younger, and no, I didn't watch the TV show because I was like, how could that possibly? It's just maybe I watched a couple minutes or something. I was like, right. OK, this is obviously stupid. Right. It's like uh, Maximum Overdrive or some shit. It's like, right. No, this is stupid. I mean, get Stephen King have... the fuck out of like anything to do with making a movie. Just get him out of there. Right. Yeah. Well, I remember when the movie was out, and again, I wasn't as well read as you were, so I was had no connection to the actual story, or I should say, I was aware of it. I guess because the cover, right, had like a clown with those teeth, the scary clown, and like that was burned into my mind. Like I'd always see that, like I'd always see it, like just sitting on the shelf at the bookstore in the mall. The clown face. The, yeah, Stephen yeah. King's It with yeah. the Pennyworth the Clown, like... It's horrible. Course, yeah, just there, like in the darkness, right? The clown. And Ugh. I think my aunt had that book, too. Like, I'd go, we'd go go visit my aunt, and there on the coffee table was, like, that book. She's in the middle of reading it, and it's just like, this fucking scary clown is everywhere. Yeah, I mean, Stephen King has so much worse shit than It, you know? Like, the image of the clown, just the idea of it is horrible and scary and terrifying. And, like, somehow it really, like, shoots into you on a visceral level. Mm -hmm. The idea of it. But the novel, like, not as scary as right. some of his fucking short stories. Like, well, the uh, novel. The Happy Man, for God's sakes. Fuck. Awful. Yeah. The, um... Well, the, 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 what I remember from it, now granted, I watched this, I think I was in seventh grade when it was out. And I remember, because again, it was like a mini series, which probably meant it was on like two nights, right? It was like two, two hour right, right. things or two, two and a half hour parts. I don't know. Maybe there were three parts. I don't know. But I remember, you know, Sunday night, the first part, watching it just because it was on. You know, but just getting so invested in it. And the next day, like, everyone at school was talking about it. Like, holy shit, did you see that? Blah, blah, blah. It was like a thing happened. And I also remember it wasn't so much that it was, like, scary as much as it was kind of suspenseful. But it also had, like, this, like, stand-by-me vibe to it. Sure. You know, like, a bunch of... Uh, you know, they're coming kids back together, hanging out in the fifties or whatever. The bully, like it was very much like the same beginning as Stand by Me, the same setup, right? You have like the the older kids that are the hoods and the younger kids that are just kind of like nerds, you know, n like a bunch of uh, mismatched, kind of psychologically damaged kids that kind of form their own little mini family. But then you throw in a 
clown that's like hiding in the the grate under the street looking at you to the whole thing. Right. It was like it was like a stand by me plus. <laughs> right. Right. But the thing you got um you know so but you will uh blah, 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 blah. What I do want to say is there's a uh, you you have another chance though to enjoy it because later this year a, a, a movie's coming out. They're yeah. redoing it. Yeah, I saw that. It's a it's a part one. It's <laughs> they're going to do it two two movies because again it's just too big to do in one movie. I guess. Well, shit, man. The deadlights, like, I even two parts, right. Like, even like eight hours, probably not enough. Yeah. Probably not enough. Well, it seemed. Well, I mean, at the very least, the the, the story kind of naturally splits into two because, and again, this is based just on my cursory knowledge. It's the kids doing it, and then the adults then have to come back adults. to get right. Yeah, sure. they come back together as adults to defeat yeah. the maniacal. So part clown one point. is part one is the kids, and part two it's like okay, it's thirty years later, everyone's an adult now. Um, the, but, hap- the Happy Man, by the way, was not a Stephen King story. I got that confused. It was a Jonathan Lethem story. Um, but I think um, the truth is is still legit there because The Happy Man is basically about child, like sexual child abuse. And if you read, Jesus, like um, The Talisman or something... And that's a Stephen King, Peter Straub collaboration. Like, just, just, like, awfulness. Just fucking awfulness. And I, I don't really remember too much about it from reading it, if there was, like, child molestation or anything going on there. But Stephen King don't give a fuck. Like, he just writes about whatever. Like, the, the worst, dirtiest right. back corners of humanity's shitty mind cells you know and then he just like brings it out into the open and examines every little part of it like he don't give a fuck and it all things considered is not the worst that he has has to offer right well again it i i don't think it's it's almost the opposite right like stand by me was also stephen king right like it's it's like it has that uh, that mixture. It's almost as if if you connect to the human element, like right. a, a visceral element, it's more impactful than like a clown that lives in the sewers. <laughs> right. Imagine so, that, so you know, the, something the, like kind of esoteric that you can't really <laughs> touch right. or it lives in a different dimension. Isn't as impactful as like the visceral thing. Hmm. So, do you know who plays the clown in this new? It? Ryan Gosling. Nope. Close. Heath Ledger. Nope. That'd be fucked up. That would be pretty fucked up. Uh, Kyle MacLachlan. Jeff Fahey. Cool, Jeff no. fucking Fahey. That would be so fucking awesome. <laughs> that was the answer, but no. Ah. No, nah, I give up. I give up. Bill Scarsgard. Paxton. Oh, well, oh, he's dead too. Bill Scarsgard plays the clown. Yes. Pennywise. Pennywise in the 2017 version of it. Well, why is that a big deal? Why'd you even mention it? 
just because he's the next Skarsgård on our roster. Holy shit. You brought it around. I did indeed. <laughs> now, is there Bill is. Skarsgård part of the leveling up of humanity or not? Nah? I have no idea. You know what I think is a fucking travesty, Brad? Bill Skarsgård is only, what, a eight out of ten? On the scars guard hotness. He only gets eight scars? Is it that's fucked up. He is the hottest scars guard. I think by far. Look at this dude. I don't know. He is the hottest. I mean in in a way. Oh, Alexander with his goofy ass tooth smiles hotter? Well, that's true. Fuck Alexander is no. as long as you don't see the goofy right. ass smile. Is just, definitely the hottest. You're right. You're just right. keep your mouth closed and you'll be but he fine. he generally keeps his mouth closed, so he is kind of the hottest. Alexander, don't smile. Skarsgård well, is hotter. That's why he gets these parts just playing these brooding characters that never smile, like Eric the Vampire or Tarzan. You know? Brad, I, I beseech you, reconsider. Look at these images that BuzzFeed has provided us. Look at the hair. Look at the yeah, eyes. Yeah, I'm looking at his, like... Look at his bottom lip, picture Brad. Picture on IMDb right now. I mean, it, it is pretty good. Look at his bottom fucking lip. That's a hot lip. That's like an Edgar Wright movie. Shit. And his eyes aren't quite blue. They're not brown. What are they? Green? Are they green? I don't know. Yeah. Woo! All right. He's so he mysterious. Gets eight and they gave Alexander what? Ten! He's the litmus test, which I think is ridiculous. It's hard to say. They're different. It's almost like it depends on what mood I'm in. I don't want to you know jump. I, mean? I don't. I know. I know. I don't want to jump forward to now. I don't want to say her name because I don't know how to pronounce it. Aja. We'll just go with that. I don't know how you would say Aja. it either. She's a nine, right? Hotter than Bill, and then Alexander. She's probably not hotter than Bill. Hotter still. Come on. No, Look I said at this she's dude. not harder, hotter than Bill. I know. I'm I'm saying BuzzFeed said she is. I mean, I think they're getting lost in the fact that, yeah, I don't know. Maybe not. Are they throwing her a this. bone because she's the only female on the list? It might be. I don't know. Look at this. Boy, I'm like, I'm losing myself when this dude's like, <sighs> green-eyed stare. Whew. If we just go based on the pictures in this BuzzFeed article. Well, what else? Come on. That's, of course. Alexander is still the, the ultimate. Get the fuck. Stop it. No. That, I mean, I'm just more of an Alexander guy. What can I say? Are you talking about when he's in the bed and he's, like, yanking the sheets down and you can start to see, like, his pelvic area? I'm not really talking about that. I I'm think talking you about, are. like, the first one where he has, like, the pea coat on or opened up. That's the. It's like here's my Adam's apple with hair on it. <laughs> that one. Yeah. And you go. You scroll. Or the one down. with the t-shirt when his arms are over his knees, or even the one below. Hey, the one with the t-shirt. Actually, the one with the t-shirt with his arms on his knees. Not that great, but the black and white below that. Yeah, the black and white below that. That's pretty good. That's I mean, pretty all of them are hot. pretty good. The one where he's in the bed. 
is undone by the fact that it's so a, that was done in character as Drew, I think, right. for the cover of a magazine, and of you know course. he has the red under his eyes and the weird expression on his face. It's a vampire so, thing, right? Yeah, so right. that kind of like I yeah. kind of like it, don't really count that. It cheapens it. It cheapens it. I don't even yeah. care about that. I thought you were reacting to that as a True Blood fan. No, but no, I would say the black and white one. He's rubbing his, you know, like the side of his eye with his thumb. Yeah, his sort of uh, like showing you know, off his massive hand, arid desert eyebrow, and his giant hand there, which is yeah. as big as his head. I'd say like that's bigger than good. his head. Well, no, that's not creamsicle true. can only dream of those hands. You know, and like it's a classic trick. You know, when you're fishing, you catch a fish, you hold it out towards the camera and you hold it right. up like look at this giant fish i caught but you know his thumb is touching his arid his tiny little eyebrow so it but can't it, be more than like four inches away from his face so i don't think like perspective has too much to do i think he genuinely has kind of a big hand well, even like those arms. I mean, I think there's a little camera trickery going a, a on. A little bit. A so little one, bit. So one, there could be photoshoppery going on. And well, that's true. Because when you see what they do to these things, you sure. know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, I know, have giant It's not just the women. The guys, too. It's like, oh, let's paint some abs on. Let's increase the biceps. They do all that, right? So the same thing. Like, oh, his hand looks kind of skinny and frail. Let's just like, okay, magic wand, select arm and hand, beep, beep, increase, increase, increase. Okay, there it is. Enhance. Enhance. You know, or also, you know, I do wonder, like, was this picture taken with some kind of, a, you know, what could could the lens have done that? The wide angle lens. Because well, it is what it, slightly above. It is somewhat in the plane. His elbow's even closer out. Right. Because just his elbow is, like, bigger than his head, practically. Right. And, like, I was approaching it from, like, a practical point of view. Not practical, like, I don't know, just practical, like, practical you mean, effects. You mean, like, practical effects. Like done with miniatures, done way? with lenses, done right. with, like, perspective tricks and all that. But we do know, here's the things that we do know. His thumb is touching his face. I'm like 87% sure that his thumb is actually touching what's left of his eyebrows, his tiny, almost non-existent eyebrow, his right eyebrow, our left. Mm -hmm. I'm not totally convinced of that, mind you, 87%, because the shadow around the thumb where it's touching the eyebrow is like, I don't know. I don't know. It's a little sharp, right? But I'm still 87% there. So that means, like, what is the distance between his thumbnail and his index finger? Um, and I'm talking, like, along the Z-axis right, right now. Right, right. No, I got that, yeah. Two inches, three inches. Like, it's not six inches. No, it's right? not even three inches. Two, two and a half. So his thumb looks... I would say normal sized. Okay. If you compare the thumb, I got you to the index finger. I think they 
are the same size, but what's weird is the like the webbing area. Like that seems long. Longer than normal? Maybe not. Well, it's hard to say what's also normal for a Skarsgård, right? Well, that's what's normal true. for you and I is just not normal. Yeah, they are Nordic peoples. Yeah. So anyway, my point is, I think basically that's his fucking hand, and maybe he has a f- tiny right. fucking head. I think his head's tiny. Well, it's almost like a philosophical question. Like, if you have hands that big... Are your hands bigger or your head tiny? Like, which is it? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if it's a philosophical question, man. I think you're reaching. <laughs> Boy, you got me there. Fine. It's a philosophical question whether your hands are tiny or your... Uh, yeah. You really threw a wrench in the works with that one, didn't you? I had to do it. Ugh. Did you see these? Uh, I'm going to go back to Pennywise for a sec here. All right, please do. Have you seen these pictures of the new Pennywise? No. He's kind of like, you know, the the Tim Curry 90s Pennywise was just more like a, oh, Ringling Brothers kind of clown, like colorful. Right, right. This is like, uh, I don't know, like a uh, 1898 style clown. I don't like those clowns. Much more terrifying. Yeah, I hate those kinds of clowns. It's like when you have the uh, 18-something children dressed up for whatever their idea of Halloween was. Right, exactly. That's what it's kind of like. Yeah, that's awful. That's awful. Yeah. Oh, God. I've had so many nightmares recently. Uh had a nightmare about Elon Musk. It wasn't explicitly about Elon Musk, but they were taking a train somewhere, and they were launching a rocket. It's like, oh, oh, cool, we can watch this rocket launch. It's like 200 yards off the track. We're going through, like, up in the air, and like, oh, fuck. And meanwhile, this rocket is the size of a modern-day cruise ship, so it's humongous. It's like up in the air. Holy fuck, they're just launching it right now. We're like 200 yards away. I was like, over. And then it just goes like parallel to the ground over the train. Holy fuck. And then it like kind of like comes down, hits the ground, skips along. Now the rockets are firing at full blast, right? So it's going supersonic. So everything's slowed down. It's just like the horror. Oosh, hits the train and then and then I was back at Sharky's Brad it's like hmm. as soon as it hit like you can't die I, although sometimes right. you die but I can't really die as soon as it hit like there was so much horror like slow horror until yeah. the thing hit and blew up and then like boom nope hey it's okay it's cool it's just a dream yeah, because, I have that too, where you like die in a dream. And then I'm back at fucking Sharky's. It's just like, it's like your body, just your dream state just reboots completely. Like, right. Oh, but now it's like just randomly something else. Or I like wake up. Or right. It's kind of right, like that right. moment of death or destruction like never quite comes and you're just stuck in it until you wake up. Except what's weird is when I. So once all the horror was over and either we got blown up or my psyche couldn't take it anymore and then I like 
went back to the normal world where I was bartending at Sharky's. When I do that and I get back there, it's always like I'm coming back. It's as if I'm going back now, like 15 years later, I'm going back. Okay. And it's like, sure, we'll hire you back. And it's my first night back. And they just throw me in on like a Friday night football weekend. And I'm just working. All the beers are different. All the drink specials are different. Like all of the procedures and the rules and the norms are all different. And I'm just there like three to five people deep all around the bar saying, hey, give me a red velvet. The fuck is a red velvet? Ah, okay. It's like, no, here's what you got to do. Here's this big thing of ice. And you go, and he's got like a like a squirt bottle of, it's not ketchup, but it's like some sweet like margarita thing. And you make a pattern in the ice and then you scoop the ice out and you put it in the glass. And I'm like, holy fuck. And that's just doing one drink. And then all the tap beers are different. The glasses aren't in the same place. And I'm just like fucking everything up epically and I'm having a panic attack. It's not like I'm back there in the normal days where, like, that would be bad enough, right? I don't want to be be a bartender 20 years ago. I don't want to, like, go backwards. You know? We always want to move forwards. And, like, that's bad enough. You always want to be leveling up, right? Right. You got to level up. But then I go from I just died in a horrible, like, government experiment gone wrong, and I wake up, oh, thank goodness, it's just a dream to had to move back to where I went to college and have the same job I had in college, and I don't know what the fuck's going on. And that's terrifying. And I have that a lot. Yeah, I don't remember my dreams that much. Like, I kind of wake up. With kind of like an idea about them, yeah, I mean, and then they kind of fades, or I might remember just a little, you know, a little like a, like a couple like random images, right, right. No, that's usually how I am too, but I think the ones where it's like I just rewound, right, <laughs> almost twenty the ones years that of my are life, truly disturbing. You kind right. of they kind of stick with you. Like I can remember right. a couple of those. Like, not clowns in the sewer. This is like, what have I done with my life? The right. truly disturbing ones. Well, I, I, I've only had the disturbing ones that are more like clowns in a sewer, per se. Give me an example. Well, did you see? And I, this is why I think this came from in my mind. Don't say Antichrist. No, I'm not. The the movie, and I we talked about this you one on You made me watch too. that, and I think a lot of my psychological problems <laughs> are based in that. You're probably right. Why would you ask, Why would you have somebody watch that? Why, 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 why would, it's a good movie. It, it might be a good movie, but it's not a movie that you should ask somebody to, you should no, say, watch right. this, you know? You're right. I show you're right. I probably made a mistake. I did once <sighs> recommend to someone that they watch... Uh, Gaspar knows <laughs> Irreversible. I don't know what that is. And then I uh, wrote awful. them back shortly after, like 10 minutes later. I was like, actually, no, do not watch that movie. Like, watch it if you want, but don't watch it because I said it. Like, I can't really recommend you watch that. I mean, on one hand, I'm really, like, I'm, it makes me proud that you would say, oh, 
Oh, I'm going to recommend the Adam watches Antichrist. I mean, I really liked it. But on the other hand, fuck you, dude. <laughs> yeah. That's awful. It's just awful. All right. We've been through that enough. Just yeah. let's rewind. My dream is yeah. the, the gray with, uh, yeah, we talked about this with Liam Neeson. He well, fights the wolves. Yeah, I know. We did, did we talk about this? I love that. I don't love it. I like that movie. Yeah, I like the movie a lot. And this is um, your nightmares? This is the stuff of your the, nightmares? Well, the ni- I, again, it's not that it's, this, it's not like I watched it. I was like, oh, I'm going to have nightmares, or this is the stuff of nightmares. But it just got into my mind. And it wasn't anything with the wolves. It was when the plane crashes, and there's like the scene of like him in the seat. Yeah, I don't but, like, like that. But the wall of the plane is gone, and you just see like trees and everything that's crashing, like just going by faster and faster and lower. Yeah. It was that. Like, I more or less, that was my dream. Yeah. Yep, yeah. yep, 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 yep. yep. Was, and that was like, and I, I, again, it was like, I just woke up. It's the visceral detail, Brad. Yeah. It's the visceral fucking detail. And that's what, like, this NASA, like, you know, spaceship, like, supersonic speeds with the jet engines, like, oops, right. whoopsie, we fucked up. Like, I heard the noise of the engines. And like yeah. it, like skipping over the land, like as something very, very large, but going like weirdly slow. And that's when you know it's horrible. It's like the big thing isn't really going fast, it's going slow. It's coming towards you, and you know that you should move out of the way. It's like, what? I gotta move. It's, it's going, sl- I see it coming towards me. I know it's humongous. But it's weirdly moving slow. All right, let me get out of the way. But you can't because, like, your perception is fucked. It's actually going, like, 2,000 miles per hour. Right. And your perception is now, like, here is the last couple moments of your life. Please enjoy them. And that's what I'm saying about lightsabers. It's that visceral connection that means more than just, like, mind fuckery. Yeah, I think we've hit... Yeah, amen. So, Bill Skarsgård. Bill Skarsgård. I think... Pennywise the Clown. Unfairly. And a bunch of other stuff I never saw. Unfairly an 8 out of 10. I mean, an 8 out of 10 is nothing to to sneeze at. Okay, but you're, you're just saying, like, random, like, here's 10 context if alexander is the 10 and what's her nuts aija aija is a nine i'm sorry man bill is the 10 alexander alexander's I, the eight and aija's the nine she can remain the nine i feel like she might be out of the one i don't know i'll have to go deeper into asia before we get to her which i, I guess it'll be next week yeah i guess so <laughs> I'll have to figure out what I really think of her. All right. Believe it or not, I'm walking on air. That's a strong outro. Later, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.